0: To cast. Welcome into missing the point. My name is Joe Malgan. I'm with Sean Buchanan this evening, and of course, we, as always, have. Our executive well not as always it's been less and less lately but Craig we'll talk about that when we're not recording our EP Craig D'Alessandro uh, happy Valentine's Day guys Valentine's Day was this week I uh, hope you celebrated it whether you're single or married or not who knows whatever you know or or you didn't and that's fine too because it was just a Monday and it's a corporate holiday that's just uh capitalism. So anyway, yep. uh, if you don't know what else happened this week, uh, is the, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Six. It's the um, championship game of the National Football League here in the United States of America. I know we have a lot of listeners from Ireland and Jamaica of all places, so uh, you want to make sure they know what the No, they know what the Super Bowl is. I'll stop mansplaining. Uh, but Ray, what a game! Uh, it was a fun night. It's it's really interesting to, and I'll I'll share my feelings on it as as we get into it. But it was really a spectacle, and and it was a lot of fun to watch. I had a weird air around the game this year. I, I don't I don't know why it felt that way, uh, but we can get into that. But the the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl were absolutely outstanding. You had the Patriots get blown out by the Bills. You had the 49ers beat out the Packers. You had, you know, you had kind of, not, I don't want to call them the dark horse, but you had the Cinderella story in the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you have, you know, 36 year old Sean McVay and his, I don't want to call him a band of misfit toys. But when you really look at that roster, they kind of were a band of misfit toys. They were pieces put together from other places. Uh, to attempt to win a Super Bowl, and they did just that. But, you know, leading up to the game, it was a very different era as well. They didn't arrive, the Bengals didn't arrive in L.A. on Monday or Tuesday of the week before the Super Bowl, and they didn't have their normal media availability stuff due to the COVID protocols and everything else. But all that said, Ray, did for you, did this game live up to its its expectations after, after what we saw the rest of the playoffs? So I I think it did to an extent. I mean, obviously, you
1: know, the you know the Bills and Chiefs really set the the tone for what was going to happen in the rest of the playoffs. I think a lot of people's eyes that was the Super Bowl, honestly, uh, because it was such a back and forth, especially towards the end of that game. So yeah, I mean, I that, to your point about it being kind of a different air, I think maybe it's kind of like the LA feel. Like LA is really not a football town. It's, it's really not. A, it's really not a sports town really outside the Dodgers. To be asking me, um, I know the LA Kings have won a couple of championships in the last decade, but they're not really, you know, the best four star in, in my opinion. They just happen to be um a big market. But yeah, but far as far as the game went, I I think it went I think it went fine. You know, I was excited to see Joe Burrow. You know, those that have listened to the show in the past uh, know that I have been a Matthew Stafford supporter, uh, you know, since the inception of this show. So I was happy to see him get one. So yeah, so I mean for me like I, I was I was pleased with it but I also know that it didn't live up to the hype of, of what we saw, you know, with Kansas City against Buffalo, or even even the Rams against Tampa Bay, right? It was just there was just a lot of different drama uh that happened that we didn't really see. Most Sunday it wasn't being a close game, but nevertheless it was still a great game.
0: Yeah, it was it was such a, a strange, you know, when you get a team like the the Bengals in the Super Bowl, uh it was like the year when like Pittsburgh played Seattle. Seattle really hadn't come on yet that was kind of the first time they reached the big stage with with the the coaching staff and the quarterback that they still have today and you know even the Colts and the Bears Super Bowl of 2006 uh you know that that Super Bowl was kind of a a a strange one in the fact that you know how did the Bears get there we kind of figured Peyton Manning would get there and we kind of said the same thing that year too and and I believe we probably said it if we were on the air on the radio which we that may have been a little before our time but mm-hmm. that was kind of the, that the Super Bowl that year was the AFC Championship between the Patriots and the Colts that was kind of how it was it was looked at And I think you're right. I think in a lot of ways that the big game was the Bills and Chiefs. And then the other big game was Tom Brady against Sean McVay. And after the, you know, they met in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So when they got to the Super Bowl, it was, all right, the Rams are here. And then there's a Cinderella story with the banks. And they played that up. They, they used Joe Burrow as they should kind of Joe cool, uh, used him as, as the launching point for a lot of their conversations. And I thought that was great. NBC did a great job of, of pushing this game, uh, especially with the Olympics going on at the same time. Uh, yeah. they did a, they did a really nice job of pushing this game and, and, and really m- making us known that it was, it was happening. Cause you know, it, it wasn't the same coverage that we normally get. I, I enjoyed it. Honestly, I think it did live up to the hype. I thought it was an outstanding football game. I thought it was well-played on both sides. You got exactly what you expected from Matt Stafford. You got a almost what you expected from Joe Burrow, we don't really know what we're going to get from Joe Burrow, right? Like this year was essentially his rookie year because he was, he got hurt last season, but you know, I just, I, I had Zach Taylor out the door last year on this podcast. I had him as, on the hot seat and for him to now have coached in a Super Bowl, I, I think it I think it's amazing. And I, I think that he, what he has done with that team, what his coaching staff has done with from what we hear out of the, out of the NFL and Cincinnati is that you know they're an underappreciated team, even by the owners. They don't have the same facilities. They're the only team in the league. I, I might be mistaken, but I know that they're, if not the only one of very few teams in the league that don't have an indoor facility, uh, and they do a lot of practices at the University of Cincinnati f- for that reason. So you know they're they're kind of underappreciated in that way. But for them to to do what they did. And to get to where they did with the roster that they have a very young roster, whether it's the coaching roster or the playing roster, but for the Rams man, I mean this is a good segue uh into our into our next question, but the rams, as I said, the misfit toys, ray, you know you you got uh you got Matt Stafford in his thirteenth year in the league. you have Aaron Donald in his eighth year in the league who's been pushing towards this his entire career, and this was his second Super Bowl Cooper cup, who is He's the best. He's the best receiver in the NFL right now. I think Jamar Chase is up there, but Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the National Football League. And then you know you have Odell Beckham Jr. who who got there and caught a touchdown pass, caught the first one on the Super Bowl. A lot of people made a lot of money off of that. Yeah, you got you got Whitworth, the the left tackle there, who's forty years old. He's he's the oldest player in the league right now at forty years old since Tom Brady retired. Uh, shortly before the Super Bowl, so you got a you got a group of guys that have. Uh, sorry, but can't forget about Von Miller. You got a group of guys that have been chasing rings, and Von Miller does have one. He got one with Denver and Peyton Manning in 2015. Uh, but you got guys that have been chasing rings their entire career, and they finally got it. And Ray, speaking of Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald, what does this do for for their careers?
1: Uh, well, I'll, I'll start with Stafford. I think that he he goes i think he was kind of like in that brad johnson Trent doffer kind of category even though he hadn't one more roughly like he was maybe looked at as those type of quarterbacks but that i think that puts i think it puts him a, a step above that now you know I, I to me listen i i he was awesome early on in the season i thought he was an early mvp favorite he, you could clearly see that he was one of the difference makers of why they were you know dominating the way they were dominating you know and i i disagree That I, I got a message from a friend of mine saying man you know, it was kind of like plug and play. Like, you know, Goff, you know, Goff got them there, there too. I said, yeah, Goff got them there, didn't score a touchdown. Like, <laughs> the man scored three points. So, and I know, you know, I know Tommy Kern. you know, who, you know, had mentioned that, uh, you know, Sean Bay only generating, I think, at the time, like 19 points between two Super Bowls is not the greatest thing. But it's like, yo, the, the emphasis or the key or the emphasis is, is to win the game. And that's what happened. But you know, far as Stafford goes, like you know, he had his he had his lumps, and you know, you had his moments where you're like, okay, here we go. Like he's 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 reverting back to to Detroit, uh, Matt Stafford. But you know, he 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 got it done, and I don't think he's a Hall of Famer just yet. Still, but I know that's that's the question that's going to be posed. I know it's been on the full Letter network and other, you know, media outlets, you know, just to create content throughout the week. As we're doing right now ourselves but yeah I, I think like he's very very well on his way to the hall of fame career i think he's very he's close to fifty thousand yards I mean, you know he'll he'll easily get to 60 before he's done in my opinion you know, he's only 33 years old uh so you know but you know very happy with him as far as aaron donald goes this this dude is in the lt reggie white's you know uh what's the guy played actually on the ramp diggin diggin jones yeah diggin jones yep, diggin jones he he's he's in this category. He's in that category. Like this this guy, like this guy came off the womb of uh, just just a football player. It is, it's, it's unbelievable. Um he's he's top five defensive, like period. Regard regardless of error, regardless of position, like it's just I've never seen someone dominate. The man, like you say, he's been in the league for eight years. The man has been all pro, not a pro bowler, all pro. <laughs> For seven years in a row, an all pro, not not someone who went to the All Star game, which is cool, but that, that's to me the the Pro Bowl is is the biggest joke of all, especially when now you play in touch football. Me you can get out there and get a couple of passes, you know, with with, with Craig, me and Craig protecting y'all. But uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's it's just like it's, it's it's a joke. But no, for him to be, I think, considered in that LT conversation. Now he, now he, he, he will be, should be. Now that he, he got one of his own. I think they'll be back at some point. I, I don't necessarily mean be next year, but I definitely think they'll be back. And this, this solidifies his career. Now, um, he easily would have been a hall of like he's going to be first ballot hall of fame. without oh, a doubt. You know, but this, this, this put this puts him to me in that LT Reggie White puts him in that category. So you know, and actually, I, I mean, I, I did, we didn't speak about this on in our in our, in our pre-show meeting, but. Listen, even for Vaughn Miller, too, man. Like I know he he's had his injuries and stuff, but you know, for him to be a number two pick, I think, in twenty eleven, if I'm not mistaken, you know, out of Texas AM. And, and, you know, he does what he does in Denver. You know, they they basically have a defensive clinic against Cam Newton in twenty sixteen in Super Bowl fifty. Um, for him to kind of bookend his career, so to speak, you know, I know he's probably gonna keep playing, but for him to get a second ring that's his legacy, um, he's also another Hall of Famer uh you know jalen ramsey has, 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 has done a lot for him so yeah like that that whole that whole that whole team man they had like you said the misfit toys they they found a way to get it done came from other places you know von von miller should be tweeting today i woke up four and four woke up seven and one i woke up i woke up today a world champion so that that's what you should say and i'm i'm, I'm happy for them um hope to meet them next year <laughs> if I if, I, if the, the competitor in me, you know, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy for them now. But I, I will I'll I would love to be wearing a number ten jersey, you know, watching your videos from the Super Bowl in Arizona next year.
0: Yeah, right. I would love to Arizona next year. That'd be great. I probably drag my wife with me since she's from there. Yeah, well on, on right, Arizona, exactly. I mean, what's really interesting is that, you know, we grew up at the tail end of, of Reggie White's career, you know, and uh, we we saw a lot of these defensive linemen uh we we never i never none of us are old enough to have seen lt play i i don't think so i don't think he played into the 90s no judge just, just, just craig yeah. yeah just craig yeah right oh nuts <laughs> actually bobby oh right right <laughs> well but like we didn't get to really see these guys play but you hear the lore and and that's what's so interesting about hearing the lore of these guys and i i think what what really helped those guys careers is that social media wasn't around. And I'm not saying that they weren't good. I I, I don't want to give out that impression, but social media wasn't around. You couldn't follow these guys, every move, this, that, and the other thing. But you know, one thing we like to do on this show, especially is look at what a guy's character is off the field. And as far as I'm concerned, Aaron Donald is a model citizen and he's an absolute animal on the football field. And if it weren't for Cooper cup, catching that second touchdown pass, Aaron Donald's the MVP of that super bowl you know, he is the defensive MVP. Of that team. And and I, I don't know if that, what that would mean to him, or if that means anything, he got a ring. That's great. But that guy, when, when that team needed him most, he put the team on his back and made two huge plays at the end of that football game to, to secure a win for them. And he did it all game long. He was just a presence. And, you know, some people will say, "Well, the the Bengals' offensive line is bad," and it doesn't matter. They're NFL players; they're getting paid NFL salaries. You know, that's on the coaching staff and and the general manager. If if that line right. in front of your second year quarterback who had a a knee injury last year isn't good enough, like that's a problem to me. Joe Joe Burrow was the most sacked player in the NFL this year, and he made mm-hmm. it to a Super Bowl, uh, f- first one in the Super Bowl era. So, I mean, that's that's pretty wild on, on the Matt Stafford stuff. I vehemently disagree it's the second time i've heard that opinion this week that he's in the same uh level as as dilfer and and johnson and the reason why i disagree with that is because even though he played 12 years in detroit Mm -hmm. and it didn't go well he played 12 years in detroit and still put up numbers like his name came up in mvp conversations before like he you know you know what i mean like trent dilfer and brad johnson their names never came up in those conversations. They they won championships because of the teams built around them. When you think of some of the greatest defenses of all time in the NFL, sure you think of the Purple People Ears. You think of the uh, the '86 Giants. You think of you think of the uh, the, the 2015 uh, so, sorry Denver Broncos. The Denver's Craig almost almost screwed that one up. Right, right. Think of the two thousand Ravens. You think of the two thousand one Buccaneers. Like those are the teams that you think of. So that's what those teams had going for them. Now, did Matt Stafford have a great defense around him? Absolutely. Look, look at his numbers on the season. Granted, he had seventeen interceptions. He's the first quarterback to lead the league, second, first quarterback since Eli Manning in two thousand seven to lead the league in interceptions and go to a Super Bowl and win. And that's that's a pretty impressive stat. And a lot of that goes to the team that he had around him, that was around him. And it, they they created, and as much as I cannot stand Stan Kroenke, he allowed his general manager and his head coach to go out and build a team. And that's what they did. And, and Matt Stafford may not have been the key piece. And I think that that's why we can look at it and say, you know, maybe Jared Goff could have won with this roster because he almost won with the last roster that they got there with against the Patriots. But I think if Matt Stafford's the quarterback of that Rams team against the Patriots a few years ago, that game might have gone a different way.
1: Yep. I, I, I it's funny. It's, it's almost it's almost like we've done a show together before because you, you <laughs> you're, you're you're in my head. I, I was yeah, thank 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 God. Thank God it was Jared Goff back there that threw a pick to Stefan Gilmore. And not not that he couldn't have picked off uh Matt Matthew Stafford, but sure. you know, also Cooper Cup didn't play in that game either. i forgot about that that no. that uh that's it, so yeah, so <laughs> yeah, whoo <laughs> They, they, thank you, thank you, football gods. Even though you know we all know they shouldn't have been there because there was a passive interference. <laughs> but you know that's a whole other conversation for today. But right. yeah, uh, maybe that was just karma at that karma at that moment. But yeah, yeah. I mean, also too, I see another uh another tweet that I thought was was uh was relevant to this conversation. Man, uh, Dante Scarnecchia deserves he, he, he put him in Hall of Fame right now. Because the fact that you did that type of job against Aaron Donald, that he didn't really get to Brady like that a few years ago when they played, and once again he he, he was still a beast. He was a few years younger, whatever he wanted, that boy Trent Brown was. <laughs> yeah, when he used when he was six six three seventy five. You know, he, he was motivated at that time. He wasn't like that this year, but he was motivated a few years ago. That he, he was he he was special. So, you know, Dante, Dante uh Skarniecki deserves a, a lot of credit for the game plan against Aaron Donald. Obviously, you know. You you have you have to game plan for guys like him because if yeah. not he's going to be super uh, di- disruptive. So yeah, you know we can only hope that you know Christian Barmore becomes a Walmart version of Aaron Donald because if, if
0: he does, take it. If he becomes half the player, in Barmore, yeah, in- that's what I'm saying.
1: That's what I said. Walmart because yeah, if he becomes Walmart Aaron Donald, you know will will be in Arizona next year. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I and I firmly believe that I think he had a hell of a rookie year. You know. Or, you know, we can we can draft maybe uh Donald. You know, he he just played the national championship game, you know, uh Jordan Davis. Please. I I I listen, I, I want everyone knows I want John Mechie. I, I have I have made that proclamation several times in the show. If we can get Jordan Davis in the middle of this lineup and get and get some faster linebackers and, you know, another corner, I I I like our chances for next year. But yeah, but like I said, needless to say, like so we're back to the Super Bowl, but yeah, I like I said they, those guys were, were were phenomenal. So you know, look, look we can move on. <laughs>
0: and so, and I, I want to stay kind of honest because a, a lot of people had a lot to say about the last two minutes of the game, the referees throwing the flags. Uh, you know, yeah. I got a little wound up about that holding call against uh, the Bengals as well. Mm-hmm. There had only been four flags before that, one of which was in in a ununiformed player for the Bengals coming onto the field during their first touchdown which really only affected the kickoff and Ron, Ron Torbert was the guy for this game. He's very composed. He's one of my favorite NFL referees. He's composed. He knows the game and I know that that's not his crew, which is a lot of the reason why there was a lot of talking after a lot of the the you know they they kind of just bring the best of the best into the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I thought the officials did a fine job. 50, you know, with with I thought that that call at the end was bogus uh, mm-hmm. and I, I think that the, he should have swallowed his whistle and called it off. I don't think that the fix was in. This was something that I've been seeing on Twitter. Twitter's just, the yeah,
1: same. Uh, uh, yes, but the fix yeah.
0: was in and this and that. And it's like, you know, I mean, maybe sure. Like you want to say, well, oh, they wanted to get Stafford his ring and Joe Burrow will be back or they wanted to get these guys their ring and blah, blah. And it's like, you know, Odell Beckham jr is not like, uh, a best friend of the NFL office in New York city. So <laughs> right, like, no, I, 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 right, no, I, I, I just, I can't, it's, it's not fit. And you know what, I don't know what ruined this for sports. If it was, uh, you know, social media or if it was the, the, the Donahue thing in the NBA, what was that? That's 10, 12 years ago now. Like, I, I don't know what ruined this for people. And now people are like, Oh, it's fixed. It's rigged. Well, then don't watch. Don't watch. If you honestly believe it's like the WWE, don't watch. But when you, you can't, there's no way to get something that's moving that fast with that many people involved to rig it. It's just not possible. It's just not a possible thing. And maybe I'm not even saying that. And, and somebody can, can come back and leave a review and tell me I'm, I'm smoking some good stuff if I believe that. But I, I don't, it's not rigged. It, it can't be rigged. And I'm not saying that like a question. I'm I'm saying that as a statement. It's not rigged. And yeah. they they made a call. They made a call in the moment. And you know what? They're human. And that's what people. This is why there's shortages for the Here I go on a tangent. This is why there's shortages for referees and officials in college, high school, and youth athletics. Because parents and fans get all over these officials for making a call. They're human. And they're like, well, it's their job, blah, blah, blah. You've never made a mistake at your job. No, you didn't know that. No, no mistake. Why? Because you're not on TV, so we don't have to point out the mistakes. Shut your mouth right. and watch the game, or don't. That I mean, you know, it's just, just don't do it. We we want our kids, and we want our and we our kids to play sports, and we want our family to to play sports and be a part of this, and we love watching sports on TV, and then we hear of people, you know, people going on the field and starting fights, and referees in the NFL, the NBA. Uh, getting death threats. And it's like, guys, it, they're human. They're they're going to make a call. They're going to make a mistake. And sometimes it it might affect the outcome of the game. But just like the ball going through Bill Buckner's legs in 1986 World Series against the New York Mets, it wasn't the deciding game. It wasn't the deciding play. Stop them on the next one. Stop them. You, uh, you want the Bengals to win? Stop them on the next play. and And they didn't. And they couldn't. And the Rams took advantage of a mistake by the officials, and and that's just the way it goes. and And they deserved they deserved to win it. Both of those teams deserved to win the Super Bowl. They both played a solid football game on both sides of the football, and it was so well coached. It, it was just it was so much fun to watch. And and I and just for people to want to ruin it by saying it's rigged is just heinous. Yeah. No. I listen. I listen.
1: I, I give. I said I want to a top two. Hard on the mic, but that 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 was I give a golf clap, like like we're on the 18th hole and massive like that. That was yeah, cause I I, I mean I, I don't have much to add to that, but I echo every you know freaking sentiment, man. Like it's 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 crazy. I got so many texts after that, uh, that Chiefs those games, like, man, like like how do you go from you know, you know, uh, you know, you gotta go back and forth and then you just score all those points and that and that much time. It's like, yo, these teams are really good, bro. Like Gabe, Gabe Davis was out here and had being what I call a mixtape session. Boys was out here spinning around like it was a laundry cycle. It was out of control. That that man did whatever he wanted. So it's, it it happens. These guys these guys are professionals. Professional athlete. Yeah, but they're world class athletes. Yeah, he, he's, you, he's perfecting his craft. Imagine that. But yeah, I listen to your point about what, whether it was Tim Donnie. It, it, it definitely was Tim Donnie. He is a mix of social media. Also, too, stop stop gambling. Stop gambling. gambling. You know. You you're you're mad because you had a plus twenty two hundred off of <laughs> off a of fifty dollar bet? Okay, I I feel you. But at the end of the day you just lost fifty dollars. Okay, all right, cool. Hey, like you lost five thousand, ten thousand now. I, I, I I'd have been crying too. I, if I lost ten racks, I'd just say, Hey, you know what the fix was saying? <laughs> Damn it, this is a problem. I, I I get you. Um but yeah, like you said, to your point. Yo, don't don't watch, bro. Don't watch. Don't make all these statements about how this is, it's just like it it, it, it it makes no sense to me. Um you know now, were there certain things? Were certain things like obvious? Sure. Um, was that a face mask against Jalen Ramsey? Absolutely. Yeah. Did Jalen Ramsey get torched the whole game? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so be oh, with me. Oh, well, Jalen? No, it, it was it a makeup call. Maybe it could have been. It could have been. It it, it could have been that because they, they. I think they noticed. Well, damn, we 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 didn't miss one. I hated it was at that
0: time of the game. <laughs> you know. Well, they're gonna go back and they're gonna watch this as as a as a as a, as a crew and as referees. Mm-hmm. They are evaluated. Every it's not like these guys just do the games and then it's never heard of again. People watch these. They evaluate. They look at. They they look at what the crews do. Uh, well, who was the the crew earlier in the playoffs that it was basically said they weren't gonna get to do another playoff game because of their poor performance. You, I think it was the the, Ra- the Raiders Bengals game. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and, and that's just the way it is. And that's what they do. They go back and look. So they're gonna look at the Super Got Bowl it. and say, Hey, maybe we missed one here. Maybe we missed one there. And it, it's a learning experience for these people. It's just like, it's just, it's just like these athletes making mistakes and not executing on plays, man. It, it just happens. And yeah, there are no score points in that short amount of time. Those are two of the best offenses in the NFL and that the NFL has ever seen. It's just, it's just the way sports go, but you're right about the betting thing. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because if you're not betting on the game, you don't care as much. And if you're, if you're pissed that you lost $10,000, well, it's, it's not, it's not the official's fault. It's not Cooper Cup's fault. It's not the, the linebacker from the Bengals' fault. It's your fault for putting ten grand down in the game. Don't blame other people for your shortcomings. Like right. That, right. I, I don't Facts. to the casino with ten thousand dollars and then lose it all and come home and like that's all that's all my money. Like, not not whether it is or it isn't, that's not the point. I and mean, it's just the ten thousand dollars. But yeah, I I mean I'd be divorced in two seconds. Like stop 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 <laughs> spending all your money on this crap. I mean, listen. I'm a big proponent of, of legalized gambling, legalized marijuana. Love it. Let's do it. Good, good way. You, you want to get more money, more tax money, more revenue. Great. But let's start putting it where it's supposed to go. That's a different podcast. Uh, but, but at the same time, like if you want it, you got to be responsible. And, that, and and so many times I'm watching games or, or fantasy football with people and they're like, oh, what the hell? What WTF? And he couldn't do this. And they took him off the field. And it's like, yeah, because they don't care about your fantasy team. They're, 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 they're just out doing their job, man. Like just, uh, I've gone on this rant so many times, but these people, it's their profession. It's their job. It's, it's no, I don't know, about it, but it's their job. It's, it's their livelihood. It's what they do for work. It is work. It's work. When I come home from work, I don't sit there and think. you know, this was another thing that, that somebody brought up, but, uh, and I saw this video on, um, tick of this guy. Uh, and he, he, uh, Clipped Joe Burrow was out at a bar and Kid Cudi was performing and he was up on stage with Kid Cudi. And this guy's, You just lost the Super Bowl. The, he doesn't give a shit that he just lost the Super Bowl. I'm sorry I have to say it that way. I mean, he cares. He, he cares that he just lost the Super Bowl. That's a big deal to him. But what is he supposed to do? Go sit in his hotel room and sulk all night? I, I don't come home and sit on the couch and, and think about all the mistakes I made all day. I don't think about my triumphs and sit there and like, get over it man it's these guys at work just let, let them let them live their lives you watch them and then when it's done get over it That that's the way i feel but let's keep talking about the super bowl so right <laughs> i love it this is gonna fire it up i love it this is great next year the nfl is gonna look very different we're gonna have uh we're gonna have no tom brady for the first time since the 2001 season we're gonna have no Ben Roethlisberger for the first time since the 2005. It's, a, it's a four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was he part of that man thing? Oh yeah, he was. He was part of that. Yeah. He like, uh No Ben Roethlisberger since 2000 uh, for the first time since 2004. We're we're gonna see new coaches and new places, new quarterbacks in new places. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna we're gonna see a lot of the landscape of the NFL change this offseason. Maybe more than we've seen a change in the last five ten years. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are obviously an up and coming team. Uh, Craig, you just cockeyed. Why? Because I'm saying the landscape is going to look different than the last five years. Why? Because Tom Brady left the New England Patriots two years ago. You think that was the entire landscape? There's more to the NFL than just Tom Brady. I'm all fine. Uh,
2: I was looking at Mac Jones's girlfriend feeding him cookies.
0: Oh, they're adorable, by the way.
2: They are adorable.
0: They, they are adorable. He, he, I Seeing pictures of him with his girlfriend makes me like him even more because I feel like he's just a cool dude and he's like really good to her. And that makes me like him even more. So
1: get the out here, dog. Just ma- marry her. Yeah. And just keep getting better for the Patriots. And yeah, just just marry her right now, bro. Yeah, hey, listen, there, that's what
0: I did. I just knew I was never, ever, ever gonna find anything better than my wife. So I married her. Good answer. Good answer, baby.
2: <laughs> There's no greater love than playing Fortnite and having your girlfriend bring you chocolate chip cookies.
0: All right, I might, I might need to trade him for, like, what is this, the 1957 Genesis? Uh So, so but right, the, the landscape of the NFL is going to change. Time, um, and, you know, what, the, the Rams and the Bengals, I mean, I guess the Bengals especially, because they're the younger team with the younger coaching staff, are we going to see them back in the playoffs making this kind of a push next year? Or do we think the landscape of the AFC is going to change enough that it's going to be more difficult to get there?
1: So I I think it'll still be more difficult. Like they'll they'll make the playoffs. I think that Burrow's confidence is through the roof, regardless of what what goes down. Obviously, like like I say, he's mad that he lost. Super Chase is upset. You know, Boyd Higgins, like you know, Zoma, like they they're all mad that they lost. Obviously, so I, I'm sure they'll be driven all offseason by this this loss and how close they were and what plays they could have made and you know just you know how they played as a unit when it mattered most. Um. So yeah, they'll 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 be around. I think that, you know, the AFC North is always going to be competitive. As long as Mike Thomas coach at Pittsburgh, regardless of what you feel about his coaching philosophies, like the boys, they they just find a way to 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 win games. Never had a, a record below 500. Right, exactly. I still think Lamar is is, is is still a problem when he when he's on. You know, and like I said, I, I'll, I'll keep saying this so I'm blue in the face. The man got hurt and they didn't win another game the rest of the year, just saying. So whether you thought Tyler Huntley was better or not, and he, he was really good, um, but Lamar's Lamar, he was he was fun to watch. Yeah, you know, yeah, man, for sure, for sure. He he de- he, de- he definitely was fun um to watch. But you know he, he ain't number eight. He's not a new era. He, he's not him. Yeah, they'll they'll be around. But yeah, as far as the landscape goes, I mean, listen, you still got you know you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, um, you got Josh Allen. I do think Mac will be in that category eventually. I really do. Um, it's just a matter of I don't know how his progression is going to look in year two. I think it's, he's going to be a lot better. Um, but he, he's still a tier below those guys. Uh, right now and that's okay. Um but you know he's he's definitely coming. I think he's in the best situation, you know, to to get to that to to get into that into that next level. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been people that thought that Joe would be right back next year, and I'm just like, well, you know, there was a guy that came out of the University of Pittsburgh in nineteen eighty three, which was another famous quarterback draft, you know, was him in Elway. Way. Uh made little in the second year, throwing forty eight touchdowns, you know, throwing all over the parking lot. And, you know, they lose to San Francisco, you know, this guy named Joe Montana, you know, and he never touched the Super Bowl again. It's not a foregone conclusion to get back there. What we witnessed in 20 years is an anomaly. And I got to give credit to my guy Ricky for that line. He said earlier, like (laughs) It is an anomaly what we saw in New England for 20 years, not getting there eight, nine, ten times half his career the man was in Bowl. so every other year you damn near there like that's not that's not normal ladies and gentlemen it's not normal I want you to know that uh you'd be lucky to get to two or three you know what I'm saying um uh, like I said home's already been to two you know sorry Craig but that's just that's just facts um obviously paying Manny went to four went to four no yeah he went to four yeah one two lost two yeah so you know, so it's just like it's, it's it's hard to get there, but unless you're at that at that elite elite level, um, a lot of things have to break right for you to get to that to that level. So, but like far unless, as that far as landscape goes, I just think that you know, um, the AFC is going to be tough for years to come, and if things don't break right for you a certain year, it just that's what it is. Like, you're just got to see who's who's the cream of the crop, um, in the words of Randy Savage. So, you know, who, who's the cream of the crop, and we got to see who's uh. Who's going to come out top dog when, when it matters most? But yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, the next decade is going to be super fun, and it's always going to be someone that you didn't envision being in that conversation that comes out of nowhere. And you know, so I'm excited to see if that happens in the AFC, if it happens in you know the, the, the NFC, because obviously you know you got Dak, you got Tyler, you know, so who else up that as the NFC is going to emerge as you know a, another quarterback that's going to be really good? So we'll see. But either way, football's in good hands. You know, even if legends are leaving. Uh, The NFL creates a new star every year. Pal Baker and start every week, uh, just about. So they'll they'll be in good hands uh, for years to come. Thankfully,
0: yeah, I think that the biggest thing that the Bengals have going for them uh, is the fact that next year, I I think the Ravens are going to be a little pissed off about their season this year. I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. I think they're really going to push for that NFC North title. The Browns are not moving in the right direction again, and the the. The Steelers, while I agree with you about Mike Tomlin, they're now in a rebuild. They are automatically in a rebuild. They do not have the next guy uh, behind Ben. They're going to have to draft or trade, which... I think that's a great opportunity for Pittsburgh to go out and get a guy. I mean, we, there's a guy right now in Indianapolis that apparently they're either going to trade or cut in Carson Wentz. I mean, we could see Carson Wentz go to Pittsburgh. We could see Russell Wilson go to Pittsburgh. We could. I mean, we, we're. I'm high on. I'm high on Wentz. I think Wentz is better than people give him credit for. But the fact that the this this makes me a little upset at, at GM in Indy. Because I think the best thing for Carson Wentz is to play under Frank Reich, and for them to want to get rid of them, I don't know if it is Frank Reich that wants to get rid of him or if it is just it's, pure yeah,
1: pressure. It's, it's peer pressure for sure. It's peer pressure. Oh, but yeah,
0: but, but he would be a gr- I think Pittsburgh, and I didn't think of it until right now. I think Pittsburgh would be a great spot for Carson Wentz. Oh, I, I, oh, please,
1: please, I, I, because I have some Philly fans that you know I can't stand. To to what happened, well, even before the 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 the, uh, the Philly special, but oh my god, please, please let that happen and we'll that come out there and go for like 35 touchdowns, like 7 picks. Please, please let that happen. Because like I said, they, they have a wide receiver core there and they got a running game there and Najee she airs. Like, please, please <laughs> we'll let that happen. Train him,
0: train him to Pittsburgh, please. If Pittsburgh isn't on the phone with Indy, because Indy will give him up. They'll, they'll give him up for a bag of balls. Right. They're, they're talking about him right now, so great. And And so I know that that's the division, but another guy that's been a trade rumor is allegedly the Washington Commanders. Um, I like their new name. I know a lot of people don't, but I will say it on the podcast because I haven't had that opportunity. I like the new name. It makes for where they are in D.C. I think they missed a huge opportunity, not calling themselves the Sentinels. I think there might have been a reason why they couldn't I,
1: I i i like the brigade though i think we talked about it off there like I, I think the brigade would have been really dope and brigade here comes the
0: brigade like I, I i oh i just i just love it i i mean you know that the brigade is gonna the the brigade's gonna be the name of their their fan like their fan base you know what i mean like it's not gonna be the the hogs anymore it's gonna be the brigade they'll they'll probably still have the hogs craig
2: don't forget there was that guy in maryland who trademarked pretty much every single possible name he could feasibly name Washington, so it took them so long to come yeah, out with there's no commanders. way he
0: didn't get commanders. I mean, if, if he didn't get commanders, he might have seemed pretty smart, but that's kind of dumb if you don't go out and get commanders. I mean, you're in Washington, D.C. with the president, who's the commander-in-chief. And that's just... It, it makes sense. I, I like I liked what they did. I, I thought it was a good move for them. But they're apparently saying there's been a leak that they could justify trading the 11th overall pick to San Francisco for Jimmy Garoppolo. No way. That's in, no the, way.
1: News. No, in the news. No. Listen. Listen, listen. We we've been Jimmy G supporters, but I listen, man. No. I'm not trading number eleven. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, you, I'm sorry.
0: I'll give you a third.
1: third no, I, yeah, thank you. Third or fourth I, it's cool. That, the 11th pick, cut it yeah. out. Cut it out. Go go get Spencer Rattler. Go get some cut it out. Don't 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 do that. Don't do it. Please don't. Well,
0: I, you know what? But see, here's the other problem I have. And now, now I know we're going off on a quarterback tangent. Why, why isn't Taylor Heineke good enough to, to play quarterback for the Washington Commanders? I think he's good enough. I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? To me, he's William Fitzpatrick at 2.0, though. Uh, yeah, but he's not as cool, number one, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Number two, I, I, think, I think he can quarterback that team, and, and we've, seen, we've seen that Ron Rivera can coach a, a team, can coach that team, and they can do pretty well. They're, they're not a bad football team. Ha. Ah, and they're not even the football team anymore but i think taylor heineke would be would be a, a great not great but he'd be a good hey don't give up the 11th pick for jimmy garoppolo when you yeah have, don't yeah don't don't
1: don't do that don't do that once again third 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 through fifth give, give him a day three pick
0: for, for that guy don't, don't cut it out yeah that's disrespectful dan dan yeah. schneider already needs to be pushed off of a short pier but anyway well so i i agree with you on joe burrow i don't think they get back next year i I wanna to wait to see if he's Dan Marino two point instead of Joe Cool three point oh like let's wait and see. I there is a good possibility that the Bengals ruin him. There's a good possibility, but I mean next year I, I, think, I, I think her I think
1: Herbert is actually Marino, not Burrow. I think that's Herbert.
0: I, I think Herbert could be Phillip Rivers two point where he's just really good at his entire career and then just doesn't ever get there. I I, I think So so, that, so 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 Dan Fouts, too. Let's just yeah, Dan Fouts. They want
1: yeah. To talk, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's disrespect. I'm sorry. Uh, starting the game. My bad. Dan Fowles didn't make the Super Bowl. I believe. I think
0: the Chargers went to a Super Bowl during. I think they went to. A no, Super Bowl.
1: they lost to the Bengals at 81. I'm sorry. Never mind. Never mind. So here's Dan Fowles. Never mind. I stand corrected. I was right.
0: <laughs> I was right. They you lost the game. corrected yourself, and you were right. I corrected it. myself. Good I good was right. Job. Good I have job. i Anderson. otis <laughs> Anderson so so before we get on, on to next year Ray, the Super Bowl halftime show was was nostalgia for for the entire MTP crew uh it was our childhood on one stage basically uh, which was amazing I was giddy the whole time uh what did what did you how, how did you feel about the performance and what did you think so my,
1: my that was if not, my favorite one is definitely in the top two or three for sure. I felt that we were cheated. I thought we should have gotten at least 25 minutes, but, you know, it felt like it was like 15 or maybe I think it was 15. So I'm like, it should have been a lot longer. I did not know that Dr. Dr. Drake can play the piano. I was like, he freaked that shit. I am mean, like, that shit was awesome. Kendrick Lamar was awesome. I didn't spend time to dance that much, but listen, his song All Right still gets played. Um, It gets played in my classroom <laughs> to my kids. So my kids, if you hear this, you know. I tell you know, I play Kendrick Lamar, you know, that that is, that is my guy. Um, love Mary J. Blige. I didn't love the no more drama being played there, but maybe that was just her trying to send a message. and that's the case, then I'm I'm with you, Mary. But um, as a fan of I was I wanted to hear real love. I wanted to hear just fine. I wanted to hear I can love you. There's a whole bunch of stuff I could hear from Mary that I was like, I was, I was ready for that night and again. Um, but. The the best thing of the day is that 50 cent has turned into a dollar fifty. (laughs) Uh uh that um and listen, I can fact shame because I'm 350 pounds myself, so it's okay. It's whatever. Um, it, it was it was unbelievable how much he grew. You know, I mean, hey, I know 50. Your pockets grew too, big dog. I know, I feel you. The pockets got fatter, and so did you. That that was that was that was amazing.
2: Wasn't he broke like five years ago?
1: Yeah, and then shout out to Power, <laughs> power changes. Like, I mean, the man got three top shows on on TV. Right? I think full.
2: I think it started with him when he did that boxing movie of Jake Hall a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, I mean, listen, he let me. He got around Floyd, and I'm pretty sure that you know, regardless of what you think of Floyd outside the ring, um, the man's a marketing genius. So, you know, he definitely learned from, uh, from Floyd about how to how to remarket yourself and rebrand yourself, and that's what he did. The man has been. Uh, nothing. He's been nothing but money, literally and figuratively, since uh, since, since twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. So, more power to him. But yeah, I loved it.
2: I felt like Eminem's part was too short, but it had the most impact.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Facts. Facts. And I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you highlighted that on that TikTok because when it page.
2: happened, and I'm talking about the kneeling, I was like, all right, he's taking a knee, whatever. I didn't realize right. till afterwards the NFL was like, don't do it. Don't you do it? And he was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Okay. Realize, right. I'm
0: not getting paid for this, so shove it. Even if he was,
2: like, it's listen, Eminem is one of the most
0: influential artists we've had if, ever. Well, I mean, three, three of those guys on there are, are three of the most influential. I mean, Snoop Dogg is literally a generation. Dr. Dre is one of the best producers of all time. Right. And Eminem is, is one of the best things ever to come out of Detroit. I mean, he's... No, I,
1: I, was, I was shocked because, you know, he's, he's been refined. <laughs> me um, I was shocked that he came out in the whole crip uniform. I was like, oh, this is, this is a little different. Um, uh, by the way I mean I, 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 I know I told you this off the air crate but whatever I'm going to give you the flowers on here um, I thought that was a beautiful video to put together because it's accurate when the door dash is coming already like that, that don't
0: like doing a crib walk phenomenal. phenomenal phenomenal people were upset fuck them but it was upset go, go, go check out our TikTok if you haven't at MTP show because it oh yeah for sure on, was, um, yeah.
2: Show knows. MTP pod <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, MTP
0: pod on TikTok. At <laughs> I,
2: I made that TikTok just as like a DoorDash meme, and it ended up just exploding. And I didn't watch it. I didn't like the halftime show. Why are these guys out there? I was like, what are you doing? This is a DoorDash or Grubhub, just like a meme. What are you doing? Oh, nope, that's what I'm saying. But you, you
1: to, but that that's that's social media for you, right? And once again, it gets the people going, Craig. So keep doing it, brother. It's cool. Keep keep listening, keep uh Keep making the controversial. Yeah. Really and you know it's what? Cool. If you don't like it, don't freaking watch it. But hey, but people keep doing it. People love the Jackson Hole's video. People love the Ben Roberts freaking video. So
2: keep it coming. I, I, I don't do these things like planned out. I mean, I kind of do. But when I put that Jackson Mahome and Brittany got eliminated from the AFC championship thing, I was like, yeah, that was planned. I was like, maybe 20 people see this, you know, 85,000 people saw it and liked it. And I was like, all right, fine. People really hate this couple. Not the couple, but the brother people. They, yeah. are, they are a couple of people. Well, they might
0: yeah. be people. We don't know. So anyway, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly on the halftime show. I thought it was outstanding. I still agree with with kind of the consensus that Prince was still the best. Uh, Coldplay has a soft spot, in my, a soft spot in my heart because I was at that Super Bowl. Um, but this was just—it it, was—it was really cool because, you know. Prince was before our time. Coldplay was kind of during our time. Like they were in nineties thing, but we were kind of a little too young. Then they kind of stayed relevant they kind of still are. Um, but these guys, this group, this group of artists have been relevant for a very long time. Uh, and they really, they changed the game in a lot of ways. Eminem without a doubt changed the game of, yeah. of hip hop, uh, in so many ways, mostly for the better. Uh, and you know, the, I mean, they're all they're all great artists, and they are the music that we grew up on. It's what we used to listen to on the way to school, and then as we got older, on the way to the bar, and it, it's just you, you know, it's just it's it's it was cool to see, and it How was. How
2: many times have we gone to the bar where you just belted out regulators?
0: Oh, all the time. I was oh, really man. hoping they bring Warren G out because Nate Dogg, you know, RIP. Yeah, I,
1: oh, I I was so I would okay. So I'm glad I'm glad that you acknowledge that. Listen. When I I would have I would have I would have fell off I would have fell off the fucking couch if that regular is beat. Also shout out to Michael McDonald for landing, declaring we that sample. Appreciate you because you created one of the biggest hits of all time. Appreciate you, brother. And also you're a hell of an artist yourself. But that oh my god, I would have fell off the couch if that had happened because that I listen that that song, one man, of the greatest rap songs of all time. Yeah, listen, man, man, and the fact that almost 30 years later he's still eating off that song as he should, because it, it was it was just phenomenal. He he chose to go the producing route and that's fine, but. Man, yeah. I the only the only thing that, in my opinion, that was missing, and my mom was like, "Well, maybe he just wasn't available." I just don't know how you do a West Coast thing and you didn't involve Ice Cube. Like, I just, I just, I don't, I don't know. And I, I, I understand that you know you had a
0: lot. Well, of- You got a certain amount of time. Uh, yeah, I, I know,
1: I know. That, that's that, that, that's that's pieces the, pieces that's the that's the musical person to me. I was just like, man, like, can you imagine, like, in L A. by the in L A. by the Winter Super Bowl, yay, yay. Today was a good day. Like that, that would have that would have been crazy. Would have shut it down. Obviously, I mean, uh, God rest his soul. If Nipsey Hustle was alive with this, oh, grinding on my life. The, yeah, this this so much. I mean, I could do another twenty minutes on this alone. But it, it, it would have been crazy. There's so many they could have went. But either way, they they produced it phenomenally. It's gonna be hard to top whatever they do. Like next year, I know it's gonna be in Arizona, so I don't know what they're gonna do, um, out there. But yeah, they they have. <laughs> They they have a they have some big shoes to fill uh, for next year's show, unless you bring someone like Bruno Mars and like, you know, the group he's doing, like they, I mean he's he's on fire.
0: He's on Fortnite, not a sponsor. That too. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a sponsor. But hey, listen, Epic Fortnite. You guys, you guys looking for a sponsor, you know, we're always open. Uh so last thing about yeah, let's think about the, the always looking for sponsors. Uh, we'll we'll elaborate on that in a few minutes. Uh so final thing before we before we get to uh the NBA, which we do want to touch on after the trade deadline and and kind of this re, rejuvenated Celtics team. Um, you just mentioned that the Super Bowl next year is in Arizona. You know, the last two years in a row, we've had the home team, uh the 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 host basically play in their own stadium uh for the Super Bowl. Is Arizona good enough to get there next year or or is this what's going on this offseason a, a little a little too much and a, is it going to prevent them?
1: So if if D-Hop is helped, if they get a consistent running game and, you know, their defense continues to improve, then yes. I mean, I think they were roll They were well on their way. Uh, to to making a playoff run this year, but it, they they just ran into a juggernaut clearly because that that team ended up winning the Super Bowl. But yeah, they're they're definitely the, the talent's definitely there. Like to say otherwise, I think to me would be kind of blasphemous and maybe even a bit premature. But uh, Kyler Murray definitely is the real deal. He, just, he he also needs to stay healthy, you know. But it's hard, you know, when you have that five nine five ten frame. You know, he he's just touching two hundred pounds, maybe on 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 a good day soaking wet. So yeah. He he kind of has to be in that Russell Wilson mold to really be taken seriously, I think. And you know, he, he still has some. He still have. He still has a leap to take, in my opinion. But it's just a matter of what's what's going to what's going to happen. But yeah, I just I just think the reason why I I, I talked to you about that in our in our pre show was just like I wondered if um, you know, is is the narrative going to be back to what we talked about earlier in the show? Like, you know, are is it being fixed for the home team to get that, you know, to get that, you know, get that home field and be there, because it's like, it's, it's been successful, you know, Tampa, well, you know, and, I, and I, I I as you shake your head, like, I agree with you, but it's just like, to me, I, I could, once again, people message me like, oh, like, man, man, that shit's fixed, like, of course they want the home team to win, but like, they did not want so-and-so to riot, uh, which I kind of believe, low-key believes, but LA, because LA, what a, we are LA rioting for some other shit, so I can only well, what did LA rioting for, Ray? What What have they ever rioted for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know just, just say so. I, I, I kind of, I kind of get that. I, I, I can see where it would have went left had LA. They got blown out. Listen, stuff would have been on fire. Yeah, that, that's a whole another. that's again, another podcast, right? Um, but no, but I, I mean, like I said, I, I just, I wanted to pose that question because I just think that maybe it's a trend that maybe the NFL doesn't want to go through. But I can see. If they're generating, you know, more revenue from it and more ratings from it or whatever, you know, we'll see. But like I like I try, I'm, this is for you, brother. So if you listen to this. When you listen to this, when this comes out, bro, if it was about the ratings, I would have said, listen, Brady and Mahomes or, so, or some other like Aaron Rodgers, like those guys would have been in it because those guys are the people where people want to see. They want to see Brady lose. They want to see Mahomes lose. But they But They wasn't there. They got beat. It is what it is. It happens. You can't get there every year you go, you know, you, you either you're going to be the hero or you play long enough. You play long enough to become the villain. Like, it, it's, it's just that simple. Um, that, That's just what it is. But, you know, uh, as I went off on a tangent, I'll come back to what you said. Uh, Yeah. In, in short order, yes, Arizona is good enough, but they, they just have to be healthy to get there.
0: Before we get to the NBA and the Celtics, the rejuvenated Celtics, we do have a message from our shiny, brand new, just out of the box sponsor, Skillist. And to tell you more about that, our
2: sponsor, Skillist, here's Craig. This episode of Missing the Point is being brought to you by Skillist. Getting golf lessons can be a pain, but it doesn't have to be anymore. Download Skillist, the app that connects you to the best professional golf coaches from around the world. No more driving to your local range to get an overpriced lesson from some random coach. Skillist lets you pick your coach, record your swing, and get detailed analysis, all from your cell phone. Want a lesson from Seth Curry's coach? Or how about Cameron Smith? you can get them all on Skillist. Plus, through this exclusive offer, get 20% off your first lesson with the promo code MTP at checkout. That's M-T-P at checkout for 20% off your first lesson. Download Skillist and cut strokes off your golf game before the spring. And that
0: sounds amazing because if I ever hit the links again, I haven't, I haven't golfed in so long.
2: Did you used to, like, be a golfer? Ah, it's, it's, you did it for fun. Did it for fun. Yeah,
0: I did it for fun. You know, I like to.
2: I've seen I've seen pictures of you hitting golf balls out in the ocean.
1: Yeah, I I golfed twice in my life when I was nine and ten years old. Like we, one of my she was like a big sister to me. Her name was Melissa. She she would take me and my my best friend JoJo to the Franklin Park Golf Course. Oh yeah, and we we would yeah we would hit. I was awful. I'm hitting things into. You know, I'm yelling four way after the fact. She's like, "No, you gotta say like as it's in air." I'm like, "Oh, like I don't, I have no idea what's going on." So yeah, it it it, 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 was, it was fun then. Um, I wish I had took it seriously because you know the fact that I can go around the single golf club and go around the world and travel and just get money for placing. I should have said so I'm sorry, Melissa. You, I, I should have listened to you when I was younger. Uh, because but I wouldn't have been here with MTP. So it all, it all worked out, baby. It all worked out. And either <laughs> way, it, comes, it it comes back full circle because now like I said, you
0: know, we're wrong with skillers, baby. So and I'm sure. gonna get my golf swing ready, you heard? <laughs> and Craig, 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 you can cut this part out if you want. But Ray, way to perpetuate that stereotype. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and
1: I can't even top that. Yeah, that now, yeah, no. keep it in, keep it in. Now, yeah, that, that keep was that great. in. Oh
0: God. <laughs> oh. Anyway, right, I'm about, I'm about to get. Speaking of rioting, I'm about to get in a lot of trouble. No, no but uh, so hey, the the NBA uh, trade deadline just passed. Um, a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of movement. We we maybe thought there was going to be. I think there was a uh, a couple of trades that were a little surprising to me. Uh, two of which were McCollum and Halliburton getting traded. You know, I I, I think the the I think the Celtics made a few big moves. So. Let, let's talk about that. But what was the most what was the most surprising deal to you? No, you, you said
1: it, man. That that Indiana Sacramento trade, Sabonis is a is a bona fide stud and you can't see steps. You know, I had to throw that in there, Craig. You know, you know where that's from. But I, I just I couldn't believe when I saw that, when I saw that alert, I said, I said, is is Kevin Pritchett drunk? Like what what is what is going on? Like why would you Sabonis is Turner? You you picked Miles Turner over Sabonis, but whatever. Um Sacramento also, what are you also drunk? Tyrese Halliburton wanted to be a part of the turnaround in Sacramento. No one's coming up there unless you're going to get a winery. Like, there, there's nothing up there in Sacramento. Like, what are we doing? Once again, if you listen to the show out there, we thank you. Keep listening. But it, there's nothing out there besides winery and the Well, And I'm, once again, I'm dating myself by saying this because it's no longer called the Arco Arena. I think it's called Golden One. But, you know, I'm like, there's nothing else out there besides that. So, Halliburton has been a baller. He actually, I, I actually wanted them to draft. I wanted the Celtics to draft him at 14, but he ended up getting picked at 12 by Sacramento. We ended up getting niched with that 14, but you know, so yeah, Helleburn has been, it's been awesome, but yeah, uh, CJ going to New Orleans, like I, I, I agree with you. I think that was also a shocker. Like, I knew he was going to get dealt. I just didn't think it was going to be a New Orleans, especially if you don't, the uncertainty of Zion, like he hasn't been playing. He hasn't played. It, it just seems like he'd rather be on Bourbon Street than be in the smoothie center, which I totally understand. But someone who's been out there. A couple of times, like I I totally understand Zion. The, the crawfish is, is delicious. Um, the but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I just to me, i I was surprised by that for sure. But yeah, you know, we we got to get into that Brooklyn Philly trade, obviously. That that was that was the trade of the day. We'll go, go right ahead. Yeah, we're getting into that. yeah. So I mean, James 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 Harden going to Philly. You know, like I said, as we're recording this, you know, his his new team is getting demolished by a forty. Um, you know, with our boss or something. So that's all. That's all. That's always beautiful to see. You know, like I said earlier, Dev taxes and us beating Philly is is just something that we that we do. So those are things you can count on. I, I do think that this is one of the rare situations where both teams won. I know on paper people are thinking that it was a, yeah, you, know, you know, basically it was a finesse. Like Darren Moore got finesse. Obviously, when you get three starters, so when you get Simmons. Seth Curry and RJ Drummond. Drummond's kind of been passed around like a collection player at church the last two years and it's it's been kind of rough. But you know, he can still get you a double double when, when needed. He he's good he's good insurance, you know, behind uh
0: you know what that collection plate always gets though.
1: Money. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he 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 gets it, he gets his bread. That's for damn sure. you know, he may get traded by February, but he's gonna get his money. So, you know, def- definitely think that he's gonna do well there behind Claxton and uh and LaMarcus Aldridge, but I personally think Simmons is going to be phenomenal in Brooklyn. And I'm, I'm, I'm in a the minority there. That's fine. I'll stand out I'll on the hill. Um, when you have to, when you have the third option and I get it, I know that Kyrie's only available for some of the games. I get that. But when you don't have to be worried about scoring and you're just passing off the guys that want to shoot, because we know Kyrie does not want to pass. The man wants to shoot because he can shoot the lights out. And we all know the talent that Kevin Durant is. So, they, they should be foaming at the mouths with this addition and looking to get out there. I just think that's awesome. And then, you know, when you get someone like that gets fixed the floor, like Seth Curry, him and Patty Mills out there uh, should be a nightmare. Now they're going to get cooked defensively, those two, because they are not much bigger than you and I, Joe, height wise. So they're going to be, it's, it's going to be open. It's going to be hunting season out there <laughs> defensively. They're going to get, they're going to get killed in a lot of pick and roll, but it's going to be hard to keep up with them offensively on most sides when they're they're healthy. And then they got better defensively because Simmons, regardless of what you think he is offensively, the man is all that defensively and more. So um, I I think it's a win-win, but I'm excited to see how it unfolds for both sides.
0: I think it's a great trade for James Harden. I think Brooklyn is going to be more of the same because I think Ben Simmons is a baby Kyrie. And I think he's going to continue to do what he did in Philly and not, and that's not play and bitch and moan and, and not, not want to get on the court because he's not getting his way. I mean, you look at Kyrie, you look at, you look at Kyrie KD and James Harden, they played in 16 games together in, in what, two seasons there together, mm-hmm. or a season and a half. I mean, that's, you know, you try and put that together. And, and I don't want to say I called it, but I called it, you know, that, that's just, it, it's just a wrong big three, and Kyrie, and I've said this so many times. Kyrie Irving is not LeBron James. He's not. He's not LeBron James. He, he'll never be LeBron James. He'll never right. be able to put a team together like that because he's just he, he's nuts in 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 some good ways and a lot of bad ways. He's just he he doesn't understand how to put it together, and he can't get past his own things. To to get on the court and and want to succeed at at his job, and that's that's fine. And you know what? If you want to ride the the coattails of having an incredible career leading up to the NBA and then having a great start to your career and and being a huge part of a Cleveland championship, I mean, they probably don't win it without you. And you want to ride that into the sunset and just you know that's that's your career and you just want to make money other ways and that's why you wanted to be in New York. Fine, that's fine. But just tell us that just tell us if that's what you want and, and you don't actually want to play. But I, I, I see Ben Simmons. I mean, we, we saw it, you know, no one is happier that Ben Simmons has gone than Joel Embiid. Uh, and we saw that on Twitter the night that he was traded. And, and I was absolutely wary. And you know what? I love Joel Embiid because of that, because it's like, you know what, this guy was holding our team back and holding me back and see you later. Good. Bye. And And I think that was, that was fine. And you know what? I I think James Harden was the least of the issues in Brooklyn. He was the one that got on the court the most. Uh, And he was the one that attempted to play the most. And, you know, when he was in Houston still and kind of getting fat and he kind of just walked, you know, waddled his way out of there. And then all of a sudden was ripped in a week and a half playing for, for uh, Brooklyn. It's like, I, I get it you get complacent people get complacent at their jobs and they they want to change and and sometimes uh especially in in the sports world it's not as easy as you know Ray you leaving your day job and going to find another one or me or Craig it's not not as easy for for them to do it as it is for us it's just the way the world of of professional sports works uh, as as a professional athlete i think Philly ends up winning this trade i think i in fact i think this is a steal because they got rid of a lot of money and a lot of issues and brought in a guy that probably won't be there at the end of the year. You know, he's a rental. He's, he's going to come in. I don't, I don't know how long the contract. I think he decides it. I, I'll tell you why. And that's fine. If they do, that's fine. If, they, if we go on, like that's fine. When you, do, when you I hear I'm this
1: numbers, to... you'll, you'll say, you'll say, yeah, I, I understand Ray. He, at the end of the year, well, no, it, it's, it's not, it's not this year. I think it's the following year. So, he can he get opt in because I think he he was one of the guys that got the new deals. The when they, when the NBA money went up around twenty seventeen, yeah. so he he can opt in for forty five this year. I mean, sorry, not this year. Like the for twenty two twenty three. Then yeah. then as a free agent, the that next year in twenty three, he can sign a five year deal for two seventy. He's gonna stay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. win. This is why I think Philly is gonna win this deal because. You have a Joel Embiid who, who is, he's, he's a, for all intents and purposes, correct me if I'm wrong. He's a top 10 player in the NBA. Oh yeah. Right, right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's outstanding. Right now, so, so Harden doesn't have to go there and be the guy, which we already know. He doesn't necessarily want to be the guy, but he wants to be a guy, but he was being, even though he played the most, he was still being overshadowed by KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. So he's going to go to Philly. He's going to have Joel Embiid basically run the show. And he's just going to be a part of it, and again, going to make his money, and he's going to play basketball. And I, I, you know what? Uh, this one I really hope I'm right about because of those three guys in Brooklyn. I mean, Katie is a, an otherworldly talent. Um, you know, James Harden and, and and Kyrie Irving are two of the best players in the league. I, I think just consistency-wise, James Harden is the best one because he he plays, he he's on the court. It, it, you can you can see the, the you know availability. One of the biggest things in sports is availability, and he's available, and he plays. So I think that's why why they won this trade. On, on to another big team, speaking of LeBron James. LeBron basically came out and said this isn't the Lakers' year. It's the first time in his career I, I think we've ever heard him say this. You know, he's been in the league since 2003, and he he has said it's not our year, basically. L.A. didn't make any moves, and... Anthony Davis might be a problem. So why? First of all, let's start with LA not making any moves. Why did they? Why did they Danny Ainge this trade deadline? <laughs> that, that, that's that's a good way
1: to, to, to dub it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened, right? I just think they didn't have much to move. They hyped up Taylor Horn and Tucker like he was a second coming of Michael Cooper or James worthy. You know, we're just some Laker greats. And that's not the case. He's a, he's a decent piece, but he's not someone that was going to be a difference maker for another team right now. Not right now, maybe in a few years, but not not at this point in his career. So, you know, when you can only offer Taylor Horn and Tucker and a 2027 first round pick that no one cares about right now, so far down the road, it, it was going to be hard. And I, if I could go a little bit deeper, I don't think people want to be the team or organization that helped LeBron get his fifth ring. That, that, that's that's what that's what it is. When when you it's it's it, you know it, it's hard it's hard to be painted. as exactly. that it's like you know you think okay well it's LeBron you know he's the GM he's making moves he's, he's he's this he's that you know people become resentful and they they won't say it but they 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 act they act like it right so he's you know I I don't think that he that he wanted um Russ to stay I know that that's what he eventually you know he he, is, he initially wanted was him for him to come to L A but you know that it clearly has not been the fit today in vision, and that's okay. Like we find that it, it, it just happens. But because Russ makes so much money, I just think it was going to be hard to move him. And to me, although I don't like John Wall, um, I think John Wall would have been a better fit right now. Well, John Wall has less to lose, right? Yeah, that too. But I, I can't, and I can't believe that's even come out of my mouth. So my friend that listens to the show is going to be like, "Oh my god, like you gave John Wall credit?" And I'm like, "So I'm about to tell a." Pretty- I'm going
0: to tell Craig Stryker that for the tape. But <laughs> I did <laughs> Player v. player, you're taking Russell Westbrook over uh, over John Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but, but right now, because of how how much he's, you
1: know, he's digressed. Oh, he's not digressed. Money, money and fit. Best.
0: Money and fit with the team. I think John Wall was the better. You know, look, this is kind of the quote-unquote big three where LeBron has failed him. Uh, russ and ad i mean i i this is one where it's it's failed and and that's fine it's not it's not gonna hit every time you know you, you can't have uh, who who is the the guy that i loved from cleveland the bold center there hey, Elgoskis,
1: no agoskis
0: yeah, yeah it's a trunus you know mm-hmm. not it can be trunus you know he, they're just sometimes not a good fit and I, I just wanted to drop his name uh but yeah i i just i just don't think he, that, he was an all-star <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> Yeah. I just don't think it's a good fit. I, I agree with him. And, and you know what? It may be crazy, but sometimes it's like, it's like when I said, I didn't think that I thought that look that OBJ was going to blow up the Rams logger room. OBJ just got a, a ring because everything was perfect. And all the things around him were perfect and yeah. they were yeah. winning and things were going his way and he was getting paid. And it's like, Yep. Of course, he's going to shut his mouth and go play because everything's going the way it should. So I think if things were a little bit different, and it may not have, but I was wrong in this vacuum. And mm-hmm. and I think that, that it's kind of the same thing here. It's that a guy like John Wall would have been a, a better fit because he makes less money, he's got less to lose, and he probably wants a ring. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying Westbrook doesn't, but... So what, Westbrook wants it too badly.
1: And and, and and that that sounds weird. sounds weird. Career started in OKC, absolutely. Yeah, it, it sounds like he, like he. But it's like, but same thing we talk about Harden. Like, how many how many great teammates can you get though? Like, and I this is Russell so Russ. You got you had PG Harden KD. Now you were Braun, AD. Like, how how many how many teammates can you get? You had you know you had James twice. You know what I'm saying? Pers- personally, and I, I I think I said this on the show. I I wanted Russ to get traded for Kyrie so badly I was like I said this this would be said, this is the way it has to end it has to end with Tyree would never play with LeBron again right no right no <laughs> no I know but I'm saying but I, I just I mean weird. whatever they do after the trade fine, whatever that's all them but I, I, I just wanted it was it was going to be the perfect ending Russ Harden KD get the ring together they should have gotten 10 years ago and it was going to be, and then you can run to this. It had been perfect, in my opinion, but it, it just didn't work out. It, it didn't work out that way. But uh, speaking of something that's working, you know, we could do a segue. The Boston Celtics made a
0: couple of trades on, on on Thursday as well. All of a sudden, they're likable again after I had to listen to you Bobby and Dave, mostly you know Mike would chime in from time to time, Craig and I would kind of throw in our little memes and jokes because it was funny that they were kind of failing miserably and then well, yeah y'all was laughing at us that's okay yeah wait we're all laughing at you guys and now they make these trades and it's like they're fun again and it's like all right can captain consistency like let, <laughs> let's let's give it a little bit of time you know what yeah. I said this to you in the in the pre in the pre-show what what? Brad Stevens has done at this trade deadline is exactly what we asked Danny to do at other trade deadlines. And it wasn't to go out and build a championship team. It was to go out and build a team of guys that that want to be there and, and want to play the game. I mean, bring, do you think, and, and I'll, I'll put this to, to this question because I, I think this is an interesting point of view, but do you think Brad bringing back Daniel Tice is a slap in the face to Danny Ainge? It, it could be I I don't I don't think that lets me know that he never wanted types to leave. I, there's a lot of guys that he's bringing back. I mean, Horford Horford, he brought back Horford. Like we're we're overlooking these things that like mm-hmm. Danny's Danny got rid of guys and Brad's and we talked about this power struggle before this whole this whole thing switched up in, in the front office and, and uh, with uh, Ime, but. You know, we're, we're, we look at this team and it's like, this, this is, this is what we wanted. This is what Brad wanted. Was there really that much of a sh- power struggle that Danny just, what trader Danny was just going out and trading these guys away to spite Brad Stevens? So now Brad has to bring back an Al Horford and, uh, and Daniel Tice. I, I think, I think Brad values team camaraderie over
1: anything else. I think, I, th- I think what happened is, you know, Danny, Danny Ainge, his era, because he played with Bird, he played with McHale, with Paris, played with um, he played with Charles Barkley as well, right? Played with Clyde Drexler and Buck Williams and Terry Ford. Like he played with so many great players that he's like, look, fuck, fuck the eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh guy. If I can get these stars to play how they're supposed to play, and get stars to come in on the team and just just play, and we just we just demolish everybody. But he he was a part of so many sixty one teams. I think he saw it that way from like, you got to get the stars to win. Which that that there's truth to that, but you have to make sure that the team is balanced throughout that it's not top heavy or that you don't have enough star power like it was here at
0: times. You know, and 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 Brad Stevens era, you know, and it failed miserably every time he went out and did it. It failed with Kyrie. It failed with Gordon Hayward. Now, granted, I think I think Brad had a lot to do with the Gordon Hayward move. Obviously, Mm -hmm. college you know, but it didn't work. I I thought he was coming back too. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he might, might, I mean, you know, maybe that was something I I don't, I don't know. Maybe him going to Charlotte instead of Indiana when it happened and we were talking about it. Maybe that's, this is all part of a a bigger plan. Who who knows? I mean, it could be, he's just down there kind of stewing for a little while now. I mean, if he's healthy and he's playing, I I think he's fine. Um, But, you know, like like I just kind of interluded there, it's the Bridges he's bringing, you know, and we all called them Bridges, and everybody called them the Bridgies, and it's a bridge here. But that maybe that's just not Brad Stevens' style, because it's not. I mean, look, at he, he coached at a mid-major in Butler and brought him to the Final Four two years mm-hmm. ago. But, I mean, this guy is no slouch. And, 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 and I, I think at first we all thought, and granted, we're halfway through his first season as an executive with an NBA team, but, so I don't want to go jumping off the deep end here. But I think we've already misjudged Brad Stevens's front office prowess. I, I think he has some, and I he's now granted he's just putting his team back together that he had when he was coaching here. But I think he may clearly he he can coach this type of a team. Um, I think it's teams that he's used to coaching and has coached in the past, um, and I, I think that's a, a great part of of these trades that were made and bringing these guys back uh, and and bringing in the pieces that they did. I. I And it's interesting because everybody seems happy with it. Like that, the consensus is that this this was good before they even got back out on the court and started playing as well as they have and they are tonight. I think it's just it's been it's been an over-resounding positive from the fan base, and that's that's a that's a good thing. Well, because he he he
1: hasn't been afraid to make certain moves right now. I remember in June when that Kemba trade happened and I think we have right on the air, like maybe like a day or two after. I was shocked that, that Kemba trade went down because I felt that Kemba was loving the locker room and he was, right? It's not like, you know. Yeah, and the players made that known when he was. Right. Tra- yeah, 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 exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. But I, also, I was shocked that it happened. You feel me? So I was, oh, okay, like you you traded the pick. And what I, what I also love about him too, he's not really concerned about the draft picks. It's like, oh, yo, take it, which is what we've been clamoring. Danny was like, holding on to that, holding on, holding on. Holding on. It's like, bro, like, you yeah, you're, you're a hoarder of draft picks. It's like, yo, that's not going to, there's nobody in the draft in in the mid to late first round that was going to help us win the championship. Like, and that's what it leads me to the, the you know, just during white trade. Now. Derek White, Derek White is not the su- a superstar player, you know, but he is someone that can get you 15 a night, which is hard to do in the NBA. Lonnie Cunningham was like 15 a night or, or above, it. it's hard to do. The, the transition has really been seamless these last few games. Like as, as, as they're currently up almost 50 against Philadelphia right now, um, he's someone that fits what they need to do. Like he's a, he's a quick decision maker, and you know, like I I told you before the show that I had some analogies, and I, I have I have two. Right, I think Brad looked at this team kind of like the 2014-2015 Celtics. Uh, right? Now, this team was more talented um, than the 2014-15 team, but they were playing better in Brad's second year, but they needed a jolt. They needed something that was going to give them maybe a quick boost. So, what does Danny do? A, trades a first-round pick to Phoenix. Brings in this little guy named Isaiah Thomas, right? Brings him in, you know, gets 21 in his first game off the bench against uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. It's like, oh, wait a minute, this this guy can can play. Gets into the starting lineup. They go from out the playoffs to making the seventh seed. Now they lose to Cleveland in the first round, but it's like, oh, wait, they made the playoffs. Okay, wow. IT comes back next year becomes an all-star for the first time. Gets 22 a game, um, six assists or whatever. It's like, oh, like, okay, lose to Atlanta in the first one. All right. The next year they make the conference finals. So that that's kind of what that Derek White trade reminded me of is, okay, giving them a quick jolt to see like, okay, I'm not punting on the season. I'm going to see what we can do. So make do with what you have. Another thing, and this is this kind is of premature, but I think this is what they maybe have in mind, especially if they end up getting at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe the Finals. This could be an Orlando Cabrera-type deal, right? Orlando Cabrera wasn't a guy that was out of this world. I mean, he had good seasons with Montreal, you know, with, with Vladimir Guerrero and and, and and the crew. But, you know, when he got to Boston, I was like, okay, I kind see what he would do. And then play a great defense you know, had, had a couple of, uh, game winning hits, I think in, in, in that, in that, in that 0-4 run. So it's just the little slight moves that make you good enough to, from good enough to, to great, right? He compliments Tatum and Brown really, really well. And we're seeing that already. Once again, the chemistry was starting to improve before the trade, but to get this guy here, you know, eBa was comfortable with him because he, he, he coached him in Sacramento, in uh, Sacramento, excuse me, San Antonio, excuse me. Yeah. San Antonio. Um, you know, so, so same thing with uh with, with Hardy. So you know, there there was there was some continuity there. There was some there was some chemistry there, and I think you know he he wants to play the, the right way. So um, they needed a, they needed a secondary playmaker besides Marcus Smart, and now that they have that, and they're finally healthy, which is the biggest thing. Forget about the like the talent's been there, but now that they're healthy, they're they're running through teams pretty consistently. Like it hasn't been close. Like, like I said, they're they're a fifty-one right now on Philly, fifty-one. As, as we record the show on a Tuesday night, like they, they, they are running through it. They've been smacking people left and right. Um, and I'm like, wow, they're, they're really about to be on a nine-game win streak. If you had told me that a month ago, I would have, we all would have laughed. Hysterically. You know, Craig, Craig, where I would probably record and be like, these guys have a podcast? Like, yeah, okay. You know, and I'm like, you know, and, and they, they would have been right because we would have been drunk out of our minds to say that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, needless to say, the transition has been seamless for him. I'm proud that Brad is a is as as a GM is being more aggressive than he was at times as a coach, so it seems. And yeah, but now, you know, it, we'll see what he does in the off season. You know, what do you look to bring? You know, you got another, you got another trade exception now because you've got rid of Josh Ferguson and Romeo. So I don't think they can they can they, can, they can't aggregate they can't combine those two. Which I think that'd be around 15 mil if they do, but I don't think they can combine uh those two if they can, that'd be great because you that can kind of kind of change it so you can bring in uh to Boston. But yeah, I mean he, he's, he's improved. E he improved as a coach as well. I, I want to say that uh, publicly because I said that he should go back to just rocking it with Neil Long. And, you know, I was, I was, I was a bit emotional early on, but, you know, he's, he's starting to find his bearing as well. Once again, he's not out, he's not out of the woodwork with me yet, but I, I am pleased with some of the rotations he's done lately. And yeah, it seems that his staff is, is there, especially defensively. This team defends. You're not scoring against this team. They just have to figure out the offense. So once the offense is figured out, really the sky's the limit
0: we're about to go on a nine game win streak of our own and Craig's going to get pretty emotional. So we appreciate you joining us on this episode of missing the point, our recap of the NBA trade deadline and Super Bowl 56. We appreciate you joining us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And uh, you know, Skillist is, is our, our new shiny sponsor. So if you like what you heard from Craig there in the middle of the show, uh, go give them a shout give them a follow on Twitter uh as well they're uh they they they've um, really uh helped us as well on on social media and been a big part of our our last few weeks uh they're they're a good follow uh and they're they're fun to follow actually they're they're pretty funny on twitter uh so go give them a follow uh use use the uh the code at, at checkout with skillist uh, we hope you enjoyed everything for Rayshawn Buchanan and our EP Craig D'Elisandro. I am Joe Malkin. We'll talk to you next week. Electricast.
2: Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business, spanning over four decades, and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A list, the F list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.
1: Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session. Free from bias on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production.